Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and sitting next to me here is my vice, my VP, Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we're going to be talking the new Adam McKay film, Vice, starring Christian Bale and Amy Adams. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's talk about our final film of the year. Cheers! Cheers! Some things will never change. Stand there looking backwards, half unconscious from the pain. They may seem rearranged. All right, well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking. All right, well, this week was Jordan's week for Drink and Tell. So, Jordan, what'd you bring us? So, today, doing things a little bit differently, I brought in three different stouts for us to try. So, the first one we're going to start with is called Even More Jesus. It is by Evil Twin Brewing, and they are based out of Brooklyn, New York. I got to say, this is it's an imperial stout. It's very dark, very thick, but it is uh, it's tasty. It's uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the imperial stouts, but... I'm definitely enjoying this. Yeah, you know, I'm not big on Imperial Stouts either, and I'm not super big on this particular beer, but that's just because it's not something I really enjoy, period. But, you know, it's it does have a lot of flavor and is really thick, and it is probably the darkest beer I've ever seen. I think this might be the first beer we're drinking on the show not brewed here in Oregon. Yeah, I think so. Whoa, or at least the Northwest, because we did have a Seattle beer. I know, we never think about how much we, uh, how much we drink locally, because these are just beers that we're seeing all of our stores. Yep. Why don't we get started on some movie news here? Take it away, Daniel. All right. Well, first thing I have for movie news is today in movie news. Okay. So the first thing I have for movie news today is, I guess, Tom Hanks's biopic for Mr. Rogers. Is it a biopic? Yeah. Okay. So the name for Tom Hanks's biopic for Mr. Rogers is called A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. Beautiful day. In the or beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I know. How can I mess that up? I've heard a neighbor. I've heard that song a, a hundred times. More than that. Yeah, I think it's supposed to revolve around uh, his relationship with somebody that was a producer for the show or something. I don't know. It's supposed to be him and this other guy's relationship is what the show is going to revolve around. Looking forward to that one. I don't know if it's my. It's probably it might be my top fifteen most anticipated films for next year. Definitely looking forward to it, though. Okay, awesome. The uh, next thing I have is we have some news revolving around the Mandalorian TV show. Sweet. You know, Jordan, I know you saw this because I can't remember. What's the droid's name that they announced for the TV show? Big 88. Oh, the IG-88. <laughs> okay. Yep. And, you know, he's notable uh, for me for a couple reasons. One is he shows up as one of the bounty hunters standing next to all the other bounty hunters in The Empire Strikes Back. And then also, if you've ever played Shadow of <laughs> Shadow of the Empire for PC, he also murders you hundreds of times as you're trying <laughs> to beat that level. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Yeah. So, uh, that would be cool. Robo bastard. I know. God, that was... <laughs> <laughs> One of the hardest levels for me, although I'm not very good at PC gaming. <laughs> but uh, I I think that's cool. I love the design of that robot. It has like that th- like really thin head, and it just he lo- he has a cool design. It'd be cool to see him in this. I- I'm so curious to see about this show. Is <sighs> I feel like as long as Kathleen Kennedy can keep her dirty little paws out of it and let John do his thing. Um, John uh, Favreau that's producing it and directing at least one episode. Just let him do his thing, and I think this could be really special. 
Yeah, I think so too. It could definitely be like the Netflix superhero shows. Just, what each, each episode has a ten million dollar budget. I think there's gonna be ten of them. I just let them do its thing. So this can be good. We need some good Star Wars. Yeah, please. What else you got for news, or is that it? I know it, end of the year is kind of a slow week for news. Yeah, that was uh, that was really all I had for news this week. Cause yeah, like like you said, it's end of the year. People are taking this week off, so there's not a lot of well, stuff breaking. Well, this is a perfect time. We're gonna introduce a new segment here. So we we've been kind of we don't kind of got a working title going don't really have an official name for it yet but we want to kind of we want to talk other films too like give a brief overview of some other stuff we see throughout the week because it's not always just the main movie we're talking about that we see we see other stuff too and i just yeah i kind of want to open this as a platform where we can if you got something that you're excited about like you saw something on netflix you saw something you know just else in theaters just whatever just to kind of share with people and, get, and you know especially if you're excited about it i know i've got a couple movies i've seen this week outside of vice that i like to talk about uh do you want to go first or should i go first uh i'll go first because i think you have have a little bit more to say than I do because I haven't watched a ton of other movies since we've we've just been busy with Christmas stuff. But uh, a couple movies that I have seen, uh, I watched Ready Player One. I think this is my third time watching it, but I received uh, the 4K Blu-ray pack for Christmas. So I watched that on Christmas night. And I know it's not a perfect movie, but it's just a movie that's just essentially pure fun for me. So it's just a movie that I like to turn on and just watch and kind of relax, kind of turn my brain off and just enjoy myself. So I uh, watched that. And then the only other movie I've watched this week besides Vice is I watched Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Anakin Skywalker. I gotta admit, I still have never seen that. I, you know, I'd say as far as modern Christmas movies, it still holds up. I really enjoy it. I mean, it's Wait, it's. It, you said Anakin Skywalker is Hayden Christensen a kid in this? No, it's the kid who plays Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace. Oh. Uh, He's the the Ar- Arnold. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid. That's that's who. Is he? I didn't know he had did anything else outside. Okay, I didn't know that was him. I think this is the one other thing, but you know, and it's honestly Poor just. Kid. I'm surprised you haven't seen it because it still holds up. Besides the absence of cell phones and the presence of payphones this that still holds true okay i never i didn't get around to any christmas movies this year i saw that new one with uh, kurt russell oh, the uh, christmas, chronicles. christmas chronicles but other than that i didn't i didn't usually i do my annual nightmare for christmas home alone christmas story but i didn't watch any of that this year i don't know I don't know, yeah, I, I know. We usually watch at least White Christmas and stuff like that, but that's the only, Jingle All the Way is the only Christmas movie I got around to this year. All right, I guess for me, in the last week, I've seen two other films. First one being a classic, Yours, Mine, and Ours, from 1968, starring Henry Fonda and Lucille Ball. And I got, I got to say... That's probably one of my favorite comedies ever. We, If we ever do like a top 10 comedy list, this could be on it. It's definitely probably my top 20. This movie is just great. I got introduced to it at a very young age. My grandma had it on VHS, and we watched it all the time. We'd always borrow it from her and take it home and watch it. I love this movie. Hands down, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. And the script is just brilliant. All the jokes are great. They come natural for all the characters. Then all the characters are great, too. From Frank Beardsley to Helen North. Even Frank's best friend that's with him in the Navy is a great character i just there's a lot of fun the kids are all funny to watch like i really enjoy watching the kids at all it kind of reminds me of growing up in a large-ish family not that we had that many kids but still had a lot and one thing i appreciate about the humor too is so many jokes in there are great for both you know kids and adults but then there's a lot of humor in there just for the adults but it's so well written that goes right over kids heads it's not till later on like upon repeats later on like as a teenager or something where i would like watch it again and be like 
Ah, I, I get that. I get that. It doesn't. Yeah, what's great too is it just it doesn't rely on toilet humor. This also has one of my favorite drunk scenes of all time too. So Frank Beardsley invites Helen over to his house to finally meet his children, and they don't want anything to do with her. So what do the boys do? They get her trashed and it just it's a hilarious dinner scene that everybody needs to see i don't know have you ever seen that oh yeah no uh that's a movie that i've seen a lot since i was a kid as well and i mean i've seen it i don't know like i've seen it a lot it's just it, it's got so many moments in it too they're just classic i know and i think i'm overdue for a rewatch i haven't watched it in a few years but i still remember it fondly and yeah especially for like having so many kids and like younger actors in it the movie holds up and they all do very well and the setups are all pretty great in case in case none of you have seen it out there it's about a man with 10 kids that falls in love with a woman with eight kids so just picture that for a moment there 18 kids and then they decided to like tie the families together by having one more so yeah 19 kids total. Luckily, I mean, it's kind of crazy because, like, you see them, like, you walk into one of their rooms and there's, like, two sets of bunk beds, like, four people in one room sharing it. Yeah. But that's just what they did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a great movie. So, yeah, thankfully my parents stopped after four. I think four is plenty. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that is plenty. It's a lot of fun. The other movie I saw this week was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest starring Jack Nicholson. I almost said Jack Daniels. <laughs> Sorry, Jack Nicholson. It's streaming right now on Amazon Prime for those of you that have it. I hadn't watched this movie in probably 15 years, and it's a good movie. Have you seen this, Daniel? Here's my small confession is I've seen the movie most of the way through, but I saw it on TV, so I know that does not even compare. Yeah, no, it does not at all. Yeah, this is definitely an R-rated film, but it's great. You got Jack Nicholson, Christopher Lloyd is in it, Danny DeVito is in it. The I didn't know this at the time, or at least know who he was at the time. I can't remember the actor's name right now, but the, the guy that plays, yeah, was he a biology teacher? He was in Fast Times at Richmond High, the science teacher. Okay. I think it was Mr. Fargus. Fargus? Vargas or Fargus? Uh, I'm not sure. I've only seen that movie once, okay. but I don't remember. But that funny teacher that like, took him, the kids on the field trip, and they're, like, taken out out of the frozen body, just taking out body parts, and he's just, like, having a ball doing it, and everyone else is like, oh, my God. Anyway, he's in it. It's a great movie. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. If you don't know the story of it, I'll give you the skinny real quick. So Jack Nicholson plays a character named McMurphy, who's once again in trouble by the law and sentenced to jail time. To escape labor duties in prison, he pleads insanity and is sent to the wards for the mentally unstable. Once there, Murphy both endears and stands witness to the abuse and you know degrading of the oppressive Nurse Ratchet. Which, if you've ever heard anybody like refer to Nurse Ratchet as a character of some kind or meme or something, this is where it comes from. There are just some great moments in this. Like he befriends this. Um, well, they call him Chief in this. He befriends this guy who doesn't talk to anybody. As far as I know, he is deaf and basically dumb, but he befriends him and they help each other out. And there's great moments all throughout this movie. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes in this whole thing, too, is when he doesn't necessarily kidnap him, but he gets half of them out on a bus and they take off and they go steal a boat and they're just out on the ocean fishing. <laughs> great scene there. Again, if you've never seen it, I would highly recommend check it out. It's on Amazon Prime streaming right now, so just go see it. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. All right, I I'll try and get around to seeing that. Anything else you wanted to share this week that you've seen? No, that's that's all I got besides watching copious amounts of Bob's Burgers. That's it. All right, well, uh, let's transition here and get into our main flick, Vice. Well, let's 
jump into some vice here. Uh, I guess we'll start, you know, with our initial thoughts and what we thought going in. I'll start here. So this was probably my most anticipated, or not most anticipated, one of my most anticipated films of the fall. I saw the trailer a few months ago and loved it. Like, it's such a well-cut trailer. You got the uh, the killer song, The Man, in there, and it was just a really fun trailer. And seeing Christian Bale in the Dick Cheney makeup, holy cow. I was like, I want to see this just for that alone. Solid cast, though. You got Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. You've got uh, Sam Rockwell playing George Bush here. You got Amy Adams as Lynn Cheney. Steve Carell as Donald um, Rumsfeld. I think that's how you say his last name. Good stuff, though. But anyway, I was pretty excited about this. How about you? Yeah, no, this is probably one of my most anticipated movies of this year since they put out the trailer. Because on paper, a movie about Dick Cheney does not sound interesting to me or a lot of people. But when you watch the trailer, it you it shows you why you at least should be interested. Because the trailer really just oozed so much style. Definitely. So that's what really got me in. Because on paper, like I said, this does not work for me. But... The trailer made it work for me. And so it definitely raised the intrigue level to something I would have no real interest in. And yeah, so I, I say this was probably one of my most anticipated movies. And I'm glad this is one of the movies we get to close out the year on. So I wasn't sure how far back they were going to go talking about it either, but yeah, they go all the way back to his college years. They don't touch on it too long. They stay there briefly before they start moving forward. But yeah, they went, I didn't know how far back they were going to go again, but they went back pretty far. Overall thoughts, I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I, I think I was a little too overhyped for it and was slightly let down just a little bit, but I think I was, the tone kind of changed from what the trailer showed to what the actual movie ended up being too was part of it, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Like you said, like the the my initial impressions are I enjoyed myself, but it wasn't the movie I thought I was walking into based on and they only put out one trailer for this movie too, right? I only saw the one. Yeah, so I only saw the initial trailer as well. So that's all I knew. So I'm like, okay, so this is a comedy drama, but it looks like this could be fun and interesting. And it wasn't quite the tone that the trailer presents it to be it kind of started off in that tone and then kind of went more to the serious route for like the second half of the movie like in the second and third act in the movie it kind of went towards the more serious route but i enjoyed it still worth checking out for sure like if anyone's listening to this i would definitely get out there and see it biggest thing i want to talk about like that stood out for me i definitely I want to talk about the solid cast. I mean, this this cast was stacked, like we mentioned before, Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Steve Carell, Sam Rockwell, and then you have uh, Allison Pill, and I forget who's the girl, gal playing his other daughter. Was uh, oh Lily Rabe, which I think they're from the same show, American Horror Story. They're from that show, I believe. Oh, that's why they look so familiar. Yeah, Tyler Perry's in it. I know you had uh, Barbara Walters had a small, tiny, tiny, tiny cameo in it. So many people that just played themselves. Christian Bale, let's, let's talk about him for a little bit now. I think he nailed this. Like, I definitely think Golden Globe coming his way. Oscar nomination for sure. Kind of depends on what he's up against, but I could see him winning, but definitely nomination coming for sure. Yes, I mean, Christian Bale's been known for like his in- insane body changes from movie to movie from I think his original like big body change was from The Machinist to Batman yep went from anorexic to fully like bodybuilder yeah so this is just kind of like well, another well, staple in that sort of method acting that not, he's not known quite for. Ben Affleck yoke yeah he wasn't enough. on the Snyder plan but he was <laughs> he was ripped yeah but so this just like I, I when we initially saw the trailer we thought maybe he got a fat suit or something but no I mean when we looked it up he gained 45 pounds for this role yeah I hear so it says Christian Bale gained 45 pounds shaved his head bleached his eyebrows 
and exercised to thicken his neck for the role of Cheney. Bale said he achieved this hefty physique for the film by eating a lot of pies. I mean, and that's perfect because they even show Cheney eating a lot of sweets in the movie. And right. Well, then I say too that he, it says uh, Bale said that he claimed he uh, this was his first time he used a nutritionist to help gain the weight. That way he did it more properly and healthier because, you know, he's getting up there in age and not quite, you know, young like he used to be. Yeah. But, God, what a transformation, though. Seriously, like, and it, it's incredible. And it even show him, and he definitely had to uh, gain this during uh, during filming, because beginning, they use Christian Bale as a young Dick Cheney. Well, I gotta say, too, like, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I saw him in it, and I knew it was Dick Cheney that we were looking at, and I was like, man, that looks like uh, Chevy Chase. I'm like, that looks like an old, fat Chevy Chase sitting there. <laughs> yeah, kind of look like. But then it's like later on in the credits, Christian Bale is Dick Cheney. I'm like, that's Christian Bale? Holy cow. <laughs> I know. I did not recognize him and I did not like it kind of you could kind of maybe see it in his voice, but he did not look the part. So until they showed that, I had no idea. But man, I, he nailed this, though. I mean, he stayed in character the whole time. Uh, it also says that this was the most research he has, has had to do for a role. But man, I mean, I, I think he did, nailed it. I definitely see something like, you know. I definitely see an Oscar coming his way. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. For sure a nomination because whether you like it, I mean, you don't need to like Dick Cheney to appreciate what this movie presents. Yeah. And it definitely presents the information in an interesting way. Well, and Amy Adams too, I thought she did great as his wife. She was a surprise in this movie because, I mean, that's one of my like hot takes. Like It shows it early on in the movie too is um, she seems to be even more ruthless than Dick Cheney at times. Yeah, that was actually kind of came as a surprise for me as well, too. I guess I don't know too much about her character as much, because she was never, like, pers- not in... I mean, she was in the spotlight, but, like, not as much as he was. So she was more in the background, so I just didn't know too much about her going in. But she was awesome. I mean, Amy Adams pretty great in everything she does. I mean, let's face it. I enjoyed her quite a bit. Steve Carell, awesome as well. You see his character age really good over time, too. Yeah, his character, I think, was one of my favorites in the movie. Yeah, and then I loved uh, Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. I thought he nailed that pretty good as well. I know. I, I mean, I love Sam Rockwell. I mean, we're both on the Sam Rockwell train. Underappreciated actor. Well, and as much as I thought, so did you ever see Oliver Stone's W? I did not. What the uh, frick? I can't think of his name. Who's the guy who plays Thanos? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. With Josh Brolin as uh, George W. No, I've never seen that. I thought he was really good. I thought Sam Rockwell was even better. Maybe it's because he has le- way less screen time because he's not the center of the movie. But I thought Sam Rockwell knocked it out of the park for the most part. He even had like a prosthetic nose cover put on his nose to make it look more like George W. I just, I don't know. It was just a really good, good job in the makeup department, I guess. Like, and he, I think he nailed it too. Oh yeah. I mean, all of these actors nailed. These are all like A-list actors and they stacked them up for this movie. Yeah. So definitely in the, as far as the um, talent goes, this movie was really solid. As far as, I don't know, let's, I guess we can talk briefly about the story here. We'll talk, we'll talk, well, you know, we'll talk our likes, dislikes and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's Dick Cheney's story here. They, it's kind of funny. They, so this was kind of the, had to do with the style of the movie. There was a, I didn't expect it. There was a narrator for the movie. Yeah. That was one of the early surprises. Like it seemed like something that they might have like had in the intro, but then, you know, kind of faded out, but he was throughout the movie and it was a little off-putting because they would actually flashback to the narr- the person narrating. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. So definitely was, uh, I was kind of like, wait, what's going on here? Like, I, was, I thought it was maybe like brief overview like you just said, but then he just kept coming back and I was a little off, I'm like, who is this guy supposed to be and what's his relation? They eventually tell you, but yeah, I was kind of like, 
what's going on? But I, I, I don't know. I think we could have done without the narration. I'm, I'm kind of gone back and forth about that since watching the movie. Like, could have we have done without it? Was it necessary? I don't know. I think, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know. I think it helps in different points in the movie. I think what they could have completely done it without was showing him as a character, like on screen. If it was just narration throughout the movie, well, I think, fine. I think the reason they did that was just because of what happens at the end, which we won't talk about yet. I, yeah, I mean, that kind of helps pull it together, but I still think if it's have the narration or not have the narration, I think I could have, I'm leaning towards not having the narration. I guess I, I think I, I did find him a little bit annoying, and we'll talk more about that later, because that's a spoiler too. So yeah, I guess we, we start with what, College A's Dick Cheney, kind of brief on that a little bit, to him like, you know, work in the field as far as like, what was he doing? He was a... Uh, he was a line worker. Line worker. And, oh my gosh, that scene there, where one of his line worker co-workers falls off a pole, breaks his legs, he's got bones sticking out. Yeah, and that I mean, their their boss. Everybody just come around. And is like, guy needs a shot of whiskey, and their boss are just like, drop him off in town, put five dollars in his pocket, and get me somebody new for tomorrow. Yeah, he's like, all right, back to work, people. Nothing to see here. Back to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the guy's lying on the ground, his bone sticking through his skin, and he's like, ah, yeah, nothing to see here. So, yeah, let's just get him out of here and get him replaced. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Something I liked about this movie, I think the biggest and most obvious like is all of the main characters, all of the main players, and how much, like, how much each of them stood out. I mean, uh, I think somebody who I don't know if we mentioned, and I don't remember the name of his character or the actor's name, but I think uh, Cheney's lawyer was one that really stood out to me in his scenes. He he uh, cracked me up a lot, and he just, uh, I don't know, he had a kind of mystique about him that I think really, really paid off. Uh, I think that's Don Magnus? McManus. McManus? I think that might be him. Uh, sorry, we're looking at a list here of the actors. Uh, I don't remember what his lawyer's name was either. And I'm kind of drawing a blank to his face. Yeah, but I mean, you remember his character, and I think he actually did really well in almost all of the scenes. And he was just kind of a like a really like devilish kind of guy. I mean, they're all very devilish, but I think he was one of the more devilish. Yeah. <laughs> And I think one thing I liked about this movie a lot is it was a little bias-ish, but at the same time, it was it did its part pretty well of staying like coarse in the middle, like you know, like you know, it could like you know, the ship could have gone either direction. It did its uh, job staying pretty centered for the most part, I would say, and not getting too biased, uh, which I appreciate. I I prefer whether it be like something like this, like a biopic or a documentary. I like it where they leave it up to you to decide what side you're on or things like that. Like you make up your own mind. I, that to me is a well done either again biopic or uh, documentary yeah and they don't make him out to be a saint they don't make him out to be like the devil but they kind of humanize dick cheney really well in this movie uh, for sure but they also show his dastardly side as well but they also show his family man side well, like they, they, just, they show the kind of the struggles too that come with a job like this i mean it's not easy a lot of people say like that president's so dumb that vice president like i could do so much better like could you though could you? When yeah, it really they came down to it, like it's not an easy task. You no, know, I know they they definitely do show the struggles of the job. All right, I mean, and, and just being the U.S. of A. is not very easy either. Like we're basically like if you take if the world is like a package. The USA is just a stamp on it, and people expect the stamp to take care of the entire package. Yeah. So yeah, if you would, you're like second command of that stamp, and the whole whole package wants you to lead the way. I mean, that's not an easy task. No, it's not. And they definitely show that. And I don't know. They. Let me see. So I guess uh, like going back to likes, uh, the cast was amazing. Um, I liked some of the stylized imagery that they used in this. I didn't like 
all of it. So that kind of is a like slash dislike. Because some of the imagery that they put in this, like they, it kind of felt like more of a documentary style. I mean, I guess with the narration and then uh, while they're, you know, things are happening in the movie, they sh- flash different images of like real world images of things that are going on mm-hmm. during the time. And that actually got a little bit confusing because some of it made sense, but some they flashed images that didn't add up to what they were talking about, at least to me, as far as like what I was understanding in the movie. So I, it did the imagery did get a little bit confusing, but as far as things that I did like uh, when they uh, spoiler, they get he gets elected George Bush wins the campaign and so they're staffing the White House and they have this really great imagery that I I think both of us really loved about they show the White House on like a game board Mm -hmm. and they show everybody on their team and then all the different players and all the different locations of the presidency and so they like lay them all out they strategize who who they need and where they need to place them on this board of like essentially risk kind of feels like but i love that imagery that worked so well yeah i thought i thought that was a really cool style mckay did there i'm sure what was the other way he did because he had the narration he had the board game there's some other style that he had in there um god i just saw the movie less than a week ago you think i remember <laughs> Let's see here. I'm trying to think of some scenes to stick out. One one scene that I love, you see this a lot in the trailer, the scene between him and Bush sitting outside, I guess it's on Bush's ranch house in Texas, and him asking him if he wants to be the VP. I don't know, for some reason I just love that back and forth between them. I really liked Sam Rockwell in this role a lot. I thought he killed it for the most part. Yeah, I know. And that's unfortunate, like, because it focused so much on Dick Cheney, you hardly get any of the Bush stuff. And Sam Rockwell's just steal scenes, though, so. He does. No, he, he really did. I, I thought that was some good stuff there. Tell me what else I liked. Oh, you know what? Uh, something, I'm going to throw something else that I liked. And it was also a cool way of storytelling, because, you know, they they say off the bat in the movie that, you know, this, we're, this is our best attempt at telling Dick Cheney's story because he's one of the most secretive leaders in the world's history. And I like it at the end of all that, they say, but we tried our fucking best. <laughs> that was pretty So cool. I thought that kind of set the a comedic tone at the beginning. Um, humor there. Yeah. And uh, during the first meeting before they go to the ranch, when he first meets with George W., they like he's asking him to be his VP, but in... And then it pan when the camera pans to Cheney, you hear him like thinking in his head, strategizing like, what is he asking for? What does he want? And he's trying to strategize how to respond and get the most information out of him and seeing like how he can essentially seize this opportunity if there is an opportunity to seize. Yeah. And I think that was one thing that was really cool was the visuals of this, like how McKay told the story. Yeah. I thought he did really cool with the visuals on it. Yeah, no, I thought so too. And like I said, some of the some of the visuals worked for me. Some of them uh, were a bit confusing and seemed out of place. But it, like I said, it could just be my own understanding. What I liked about this a lot, probably one of my favorite things, is it kind of makes me want to go do research now. Like just learn more. Like go read a book on McKay or not McCain. Cheney. <laughs> yeah, no, the same. Like when I walked out of this, um, I you know. Movies aren't documentaries and, you know, you shouldn't get, you shouldn't just believe everything a movie presents to you. Right. Well, it's the same feeling I had with the Bohemian Rhapsody. I wanted to go learn more. I'm like, I'd like to actually know more about the story. Like, I've, you know, you hear online and stuff that some of the story wasn't told in sequence. Well, I like, like, I want to go learn more about Queen, learn more about the sequence, learn more about Freddie Mercury's personal life. Same thing with Dick Cheney here. Yeah, I know, because, uh, I thought the same way when I walked out. I'm like, that was interesting. I don't know. Like, because also, I mean, there's some... You can pick up on some bias from the movie, but you just want to learn more. I mean, they squeezed eight years of history 
well, over eight years of history yeah. into two and a half hours. Yep. Now that's an impossible feat. So it just makes you want to know, like, I want to know more about his, like, how he ran things. Because it's, at if, least since, well, if anything, I want to more about his backstory before BP. I want to more about his, like, early life stages. Yeah, because from uh, the beginning of the movie uh, to when he's getting arrested with a DUI to uh, when he starts interning, like, a, a Senate internship is, like, a six-year jump. That was one thing I didn't know about him either. I did not know he was in the White House that young of an age or just before. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, no, neither did I. So, I. so that was cool. The only thing I knew about Dick Cheney was that was Bush's VP. Yeah. That's all I knew. So, but yeah, it definitely opened me up to want to learn more. I'm trying to think what else here. So, anything you didn't like about it? I think we kind of briefed on, talked on those briefly. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just say it again because I kind of wrapped up with my likes real quick here. Open up our second beer. So for our second beer here, we have Vanguard Brewing Company's Piper's Moon Dark Chocolate Porter. That just sounds amazing. By Moonstruck Chocolate. Yeah, where do they brewed? Now, Moonstruck Chocolate's like that really fancy chocolate you see in kiosks at the mall. (laughs) So this should be good. Okay, this should be really good. Smells amazing. Okay. Yeah, you better finish that one so you can try some of this one. Anyway, continue on your dislikes while I pour some uh, of this chocolate stuff. That just looks amazing. Okay. I guess my only dislike of the movie was the kind of... The stylization is interesting. It's what set this movie apart from just a regular biopic, but... It also, some of the imagery seemed to not make sense and was a little bit random, it felt, at times. So that was a little bit off-putting and kind of brought me out of the movie a little bit. Yeah, I think for me, dislikes... I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess the tone changing was a little bit of a dislike for me because the trailer looked a lot more fun. Not that this wasn't a good movie, but the trailer made it look like a lot more fun. So And with the tone changing a little bit and becoming more serious was fine, but I guess I just want more co- uh, continuity in the tone a little bit. I don't know. Are we going to go into any kind of spoilers yet? I mean, it's not too much to spoil in this movie. So the narrator, um, let's just go into spoilers now. Again, like Daniel was saying earlier, not only does he talk over the film here and there, but he also they also just show him on screen a little bit. I guess I was getting pretty annoyed by him because eventually he gets hit by a van and I was like oh thank goodness <laughs> so yeah I guess I was getting annoyed by him and then they showed him talking as a cadaver and how did that make you feel yeah then I'm like oh he's back for more I thought he was dead <laughs> I'd be curious to see a cut of the film without narration yeah because especially I mean they kind of like try and explain away the narrator but they don't do a very good job because you because they kind of like oh well I'll explain who I am later and it never felt like you really understood who he was in relation to Cheney. Yeah, I mean, they show him in shots of uh, fam. Well, I guess they show him, like family shots of him like, at home with his wife and kids. And they show him in, uh, it looks like Iraq. And turns out, I don't know how true this is or not, but he ends up being Dick Cheney's heart transplant. Yeah, he was the donor. The donor. So he gets killed. So they take his heart and put it inside Dick Cheney. Because that's one thing they show throughout the movie is Dick Cheney having his heart attacks. Yeah, he has like three. In the movie. Yeah. I mean, I think that's been pretty documented that he does not have a good heart. Yeah. I mean, hopefully now he's got a better one, but standout moments go. I kind of shared mine already. Kind of the conversation between Cheney and Bush when Bush is all, I want you to be my VP. I want you to be my vice. Yeah. I really enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, This was kind of a funny part now that we're in spoilers here is before he became VP. Anyway, like halfway through the movie, they show them on this like really nice farmland, nice house. They show him and his wife and daughters and all of a sudden the credits start rolling or before the credits start rolling, they say, and you know, Dick and Lynn went off to live this great life. They had a couple homes and la 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 la. Then they show the credits roll. 
Yeah, and it's like, like actual credits shows everybody's name. Like that was, that was hilarious. Yeah, because it was. I think that was like presenting alternate history of if Dick Cheney re- like rejected the job of being the VP for George W. Bush. Yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty good there. Any, I see. What was your biggest surprise? Okay, my actual biggest surprise is kind of more on the political side. Well, one, I'm I'm just going to quickly brush over this because we mentioned this already, but Lynn Cheney being sometimes, like I said, ru- as ruthless, if not sometimes more ruthless, especially when it came to their family members. Uh, one thing that stuck up is like... Uh, when he first gets a job at the White House, one of his daughters says something like, oh, are you like Santa's, like, uh, the president's elf? And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of like the president's elf. And then Lynn just jumps in and is like, don't be silly with her. If you're silly with her, she'll grow up to be a silly girl. And so I thought that was kind of surprising. And then I guess the other thing that I didn't know about, which is something that I have not done more research on, but it's something that piques my interest, is when Cheney tells Bush that he won't show up for the spots in the Midwest states where he has to campaign hard on same se- or, uh, against same-sex marriage since his daughter is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of surprising. Yeah, I didn't know he had a lesbian daughter. I didn't know that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I. That's the thing that this movie did really well as it presented him. But I mean, this was also in like 2000, 2008. I was not paying that close attention to politics as I do now. So. Well, no. I mean, ten years ago, I was 2008. Yeah. Eleven years ago, I was tiny. Yeah, I was tiny. I was. Yeah, that, well, and that's a, that's even more for you. Like I was, uh, like in high school, getting out of high school, college, and stuff when this was all going on. I wasn't paying attention though. And yeah, you were just a kid, so you weren't paying attention to any of this going on. So I guess this this movie was kind of a big learning curve for me. Again, it, it, I'm not going to take it 100% for a, as a grain of salt. I would like to do my own research and reading up on stuff. But yeah, it was definitely informational for sure. Yeah, no, and I thought that was very surprising because I remember, I do remember back in that day, you saw a lot of those bumper stickers, one man, one woman. So I thought that was kind of interesting that he purposely sat out those campaign spots because of well, his daughter. Back in the day too, all I remember hearing about is the Bush daughters. I don't remember hearing about Dick Cheney's daughters ever. I know, and they do point that out in the movie because they're before they agree to do this. Lynn talks talks with them about you know like what if they target us? Like, well, I'm the vice president, so most of the targeting campaigns. What, what did be, one of his daughters go for? What she become secretary of state or something? I, yeah, she became secretary of state. Okay, I didn't know that either. I had no idea that a, one of his daughters was secretary of state or at least ran for it. Did she ever become? I forget. I think so. I think she did. I don't remember what state. Sorry. It's okay. There's a lot of information. Do your own research, people. It's called Google. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't want to ramble on too long. I guess let's just give our overall thoughts and grades on this. So my, my overall thoughts, enjoyed myself quite a bit. Wasn't quite what I expected. Ah, dang it. I always get more thought. Right when we go into our closing things, I was thinking more stuff. What did you think, before we go any further, what did you think of his heart surgery scene? Like, was that graphic or what? That was, yeah, no, they, it was surprisingly graphic and a little off-putting just of how much they focused and how much they showed of that scene. I was just like, bang, and then I kept going. Yeah, it was like a good 10 probably at least 10 minutes of just open heart surgery while narration's going. Yeah, just like, oh my gosh. Like, they really want to drill us in that he had a heart transplant. That was kind of nuts. But yeah, that was a crazy scene that kind of stood out a little bit. Yeah, I stopped eating my popcorn at that point. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, yeah, so I guess we'll go back to giving our overall thoughts. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. It didn't quite live up to what I'd built up 
the hype I had built up in my head after watching the trailer so many times, but I did enjoy it. I think I think upon rewatch, this will get better and better. Uh, I'm going to say for now, really, really good movie, but not amazing. I'm going to give it a B plus. I think over time, again, if I watch it more, I'll, I'll like it. The more I watch it, I'll probably it'll probably go up into the A minus, maybe even solid A. Still, really good film. Great acting. Like I should just give it a solid A just on the acting alone, because great acting, especially Bale, dude, he kicked ass. He yeah was perfect for the role. Yeah, no, he did great. Uh, you know what? A minus. I'll give it A minus. Okay. All right, that's fair. I can see it. Like I said. Acting, like you said, the acting was it, great. It sat pretty well on me. I do want to see it again, so that's a good sign, too. It definitely, I could see it having some good rewatches. So, yeah, no, I'll give it an A minus. Okay, perfect. What about you, sir? All right, well, for me, yeah, like, the uh, the trailer for this hyped me up so much that the movie did not live up to my expectation, nor did it live up to the tone that the trailer presented. And, you know, I actually even wrote this down in my notes that it might be a bit of a reach, but the tone, how the tone switches, kind of, like, I kind of related it to the bait and switch that he kept, like, Cheney kept doing throughout the movie, trying to, trying to get deals pushed through, just like the bait and switch and getting stuff done in the White House and in other regions of the political atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a little bit of a reach. I don't know if that's what the movie was trying to replicate, but I was a little off-put by the tonal change because, like, somebody flipped a switch and all of a sudden we're not getting any more comedy. It's all serious for the last third to two-thirds of the movie. All right. Well, it starts out, too, with him in the 9-11 room. Like, 9-11's going down and they show him in the White House. I mean, that, so it starts off kind of serious, but then it goes into the more comedy realm. They start doing, like, flashbacks with him as a young lad, but then eventually we come back to the 9-11 yeah, so I, I don't know, that this was a little off-putting uh, and not really what I was expecting, but it was a good movie. I think just my overall impressions, I would give it a solid B. So that's, you know, it was good. The acting was great. The tonal shift was a little awkward. And there were a couple other, like I said, the imagery didn't work 100% of the time for me. So, I mean, yeah, I'd give a solid B. Definitely go check it out. And I'll give the movie what it does really well is it piques your interest about a topic that you might not ever actually be interested in like because I'm still looking for a book on Cheney's life that I can read to kind of get more ins and outs to the time jumps that they made in the movie yeah yeah because if he ever wrote a memoir I would totally read that like if he ever did like write his life story down I would be all over that yeah and it would be because of this movie yeah definitely I would say it's worth checking out I mean it's nothing you gotta rush out to I mean it's no Bumblebee which I think we'll be talking about next time but definitely you know if you want to see a good movie, check it out for sure. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. And I'm just going to throw in, I think it would be interesting for anybody's, whether you're lean le- right, lean left, or somewhere in the middle. It's still an interesting thing, an interesting piece of history. All right, well, speaking to wrap it up here, first, I just want to say thanks, everyone, for your support. It's been a great, what, three, four months now that we've been doing this? October, November, December, three months now. Yeah, so already? Dang. It's been three months, and I can't wait for this next year. Like, it's going to be awesome. We're definitely, you know, we're trying to come up with new things, new ideas, so we can just make this a really good, fun show. We're going to try to have better flow and, um, you know, hopefully have some more humor added to it. But we'll see. Excuse me. Yeah, we're going to hopefully have some new segments. I mean, we'd like to get some gambling stuff going where we, like, do maybe even weekly gambles somehow and stuff. And I like the idea of just assigning each other new films. Maybe it'd be like a once a month thing that we'll do. I believe our next movie is going to be Bumblebee. I think that's what we're going to start off the new year with is some Bumblebee. Yeah, I think so. There's really nothing coming out for a couple weeks, so I think it'll be Bumblebee. I'm still trying to get caught up on a few 2018 lists. Speaking of that, though, a week from now, or at least this coming Sunday, is going to be the Golden Globes. We'll do a special episode 
episode on the winners of that. And I think along with that episode, we're going to do um, a part one and part two. Part two will be us talking about our top five best films of 2018, worst films of 2018, as well as top five most anticipated films for 2019. So some good stuff there coming. But yeah, uh, Daniel, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Uh, you can find us online at movies underscore brews on Instagram and twitter and definitely hit us up there let us know uh if you have any ideas or things you want to hear in new segments because like i said we're going to be switching the show around a little bit still trying to nail down a good flow and a good uh outline for how we do the shows and it's just a work in progress so if you have any great ideas definitely let us know and we'll consider and we'll uh we'll see if we can integrate anything that you guys suggest and i think yeah no i think that's it that have a happy new year everybody hope everybody's just having enjoy <laughs> what do you mean to say? Have a happy new year, everybody. And we'll see you in 2019. Woo! Woo! The year of the brew. Cheers. 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 Woo! Nothing can break. <laughs> <laughs>